Hello and welcome to the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast, Episode 9. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. Our resident wicket-keeping expert and the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Hello, Ross. Lovely to hear your dulcet tones on this sunny Sunday morning. Um, just a quick numbers update. There's more people listening to us than play for the Essendon Football Club currently, so <laughs> I, th- I think we're going okay. Cricket podcast. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> uh, a man who it is said Dave Warner modelled his game on, and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. Hi, Mick. Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan, our groundskeeping guru, and the man who gets a little bit antsy if we go past 60 minutes. Welcome, Alex. <laughs> Hello, guys. Um, morning has broken, and what a beautiful boy you're getting. It's before you go on. Um, this is the first time I haven't been drunk or in the process of getting drunk <laughs> doing a podcast. So I think mornings are going to work better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Breaking new ground in podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Today we come to you from the Twin Studios. I'm in the Joel Paris Studios here. It's very nice. And the rest of the crew are in the Scott Boland Studios. Yeah. Big lug. Big lug big Scott big Boland. Lug. The guy has the biggest head in fucking Jeez, that's a massive oh, bounce, isn't it? It's huge. He looks like a bull terrier. His head is <laughs> a little snappy. Yeah, it's just his nugget of a head. <laughs> all right. Uh, first of all, we have local cricket. And Mick, you have some standout performances for us. Yes, all right. So I'm going to I'll quickly start off with our women's Premier Cricket. So uh, number one for uh, for the games, but I haven't got yesterday, but I've got the games from last week, was uh, Ash Barty. So most people may have heard that name because she was the uh, tennis star who converted over to cricket. Well, she made a ton oh, for uh, oh. the Western Suburbs in Queensland in their uh, female Premier Cricket up there. So good job by her. She's particularly uh, good at smashing away the volleys. Yeah, well, from yeah, the photo, the photo point. they've got here, she's playing like a slog sweep type arrangement. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing it was a bit of cross court action into the corners. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. But Just um, for those tram tracks. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So the um, other ones I've got: uh, Veronica Pike made uh, 97 red for the North Hobart Cricket Club. Oh, uh, Kathleen Hempelstall got 66 red and one for two off four overs in a T20 for Paran. Oh, miserly. Uh, Catherine Cross got four for six for Western Suburbs in Queensland, which would have been the same game that Ash Barty made at a ton. And Belinda Page got 55 red and two for nine for North Hobart down in Tassie. Wow, very good. All righty. So um, quickly move over to the men's. So um, we've got John Dalton made 153 for the Kensington District Cricket Club in South Australia. Uh, Jack Brooks took six for 14 Brooksy. for Willerton in WA. And now one of the show's favourites, Fat Guts turned Skinny Guts, Mark Cosgrove, <laughs> made 136 red for Northern Districts in South Australia. Just, Just milking them. Just yeah. milking them round. And um, so, yeah, and then we had Cameron Eccles made 135 for Gordon District in New South Wales. And uh, our man from the Kingston Hawthorne Cricket Club, Matthew Warsnop took six for 28. Warsnop, that's a good name. Yeah, it's a good name. Yep. Now, uh, while we're quickly touching on Premier, I'll just touch on um, another one of the show's favourite, uh, one of the show's favourites, uh, Shrek, Big Trent Lawford, uh, playing for Fitzroy Doncaster Cricket Club, awesome. smashed 51 not out off 21 balls. <laughs> 
So he started a bit slow, Trent. He, do- he got a dot off his first ball. <laughs> then he proceeded to hit three sixes, a couple of dots, a four, a six, a few more dots, some fours, and he finished off with a six, a two, and a six to bring up his 50. So, so the had to run two. So he had to run a two, which I'm guessing he wasn't real happy about. <laughs> yeah. So also just got his got his eye in first. Just, yeah. yeah Face yeah. that dot ball. Eyes in now. Saw the dot and went, yeah, this bloke's piling pies. Yeah. <laughs> I've read the conditions well. Yeah. <laughs> Consistent bounce. Yep. No sideways movement. You're going. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's it for uh, around the grounds. I, I do have a gent um, here as well, which I have. Oh, here he is. Uh, so there's a young lad playing for uh, the Kilburn Cricket Club, which is in the Adelaide Turf Cricket Association. His name is Mitch Reynolds. He took um, eight for 22 with the ball, then decided, ah, oh, fuck this, this day's mine, and he made 137 not out as well. He hit 14 fours and seven sixes. So it's fair to say oh, Mitch, yeah. is, Mitch was that kid at junior cricket that didn't let anyone else have a go. <laughs> Speaking of kids in junior cricket that don't let anyone else have a go, should we be talking about the young fella in India? Who's didn't we talk about it in the last podcast? No. Uh, let's so. not. Even if we didn't, let's I not. Think I, I think I pissed him off last time. Yeah, you did. How's my memory going, yeah. guys? Bunch but, of 12-year-olds um, who didn't want to be there, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, half a side hadn't played cricket before. I'm still laughing at, fuck this, this game is mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's my one for the podcast. So there's our um, there's our explicit language quite yeah, yeah. seated already. Oh, good, good. <laughs> gotta make gotta make sure we get that E, mate. Oh, gotta get yes. adult themes in here as well too. Yeah, adult yeah. themes, yeah. But um, just a couple of other quick things I'll run through quickly. So um, last uh, podcast I missed I mentioned the mid-season stats up until Christmas and how many blokes have been out certain ways. I've got a few other extra ones. I thought that was quite a little cool thing to look at um, with uh, with park cricket. This is across all cricket because it's off the My Cricket website, which covers all cricket. So um, up until the mid-season in Australia, we had 158,742 ducks in cricket. The bulk of those coming from the West Island. So we also above there's... your weight there, guys. Yeah. yeah. So there's uh there's been five thousand three hundred and forty uh, centurions. Jesus. So um and three of those centurions have made three hundred. Oh. Wow. And eighty one have made two hundred. And the rest yeah, obviously cool. just uh, tons. Not, not your daddy hundred. No, no yeah. daddy hundreds. Mm. Um. So there's been uh nine thousand. That doesn't seem right. Don't, don't listen to me there. Okay. No, sorry. There's been nine hundred. And 4,669 wickets. There's our adult themes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then in terms of bags of wickets, I thought I'd just quickly touch on this. So um, there's been a lot of fifers and sixes, which you would naturally um, think there would be. But there's been nine, sorry, 23 ninefers. So this is in nine in the innings. Whoa. And four tenfers. Bloody hell. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, they don't have stats on fourthers, mate. No. Nah. Oh, they did. But, <laughs> but this is before Christmas, so we won't worry about any that were taken yesterday. Uh, and in terms of runs, I'll just quickly finish with the runs. There's been 16,832,581 runs going into Christmas. So, okay. and none, of, yeah. none of those are scored by blokes sitting around this table. Yeah. No. Have no, they got stats there, uh, Mick, on how many runouts the square leg umpire has given not out? <laughs> no, they didn't have that, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And how many stumpings the home club square leg umpire has given not out? 
Yes. No, I didn't have that either. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. It's just, it's just yeah. behind the line there, fellas. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> uh, very interesting comprehensive wrap, and you've um, touched on briefly some of the Premier Cricket results I'm going to have a look at now. Uh, the Premier Cricket's back, yes, after it felt like a month hiatus where they just lolled around and got fat. The uh, yep. Premier Cricket's managed to get themselves back on the park last week, 16th of uh, the 9th of Jan, sorry. And uh, they had a round of one-day games. Ringwood did the job on Greenvale. Uh, Greenvale were all out for 69, so that didn't help. Jeez. Out at the Walter Galt, our boys. <laughs> As, Ma- as Mick mentioned, old ML Warsnop, 6 for 28, did a job on Casey South Melbourne, all that for 111, and our boys got their 5 for 112. Oh, smashing. Happy mm. days. How about a Casey game? Yeah, oh, Casey, jeez, lower than sharp <laughs> droppings. Yeah. Paran had a uh, get-out-of-jail free card they used theirs. They made 9 for 190cc, and uh, Melbourne were bowled out for 189 Oh, bring it in. Unlucky. And um, as Mick mentioned, uh, Fitzroy Doncaster were playing Northcote. Northcote made 157, thanks to 34 to Solomon Meyer. Oh, Uh, King Solomon. Yes, King Solomon, a man from two seasons ago in the Renegades. Mm. Mm. And then uh, Fitzroy Doncaster in a bit of trouble, but Trent Lawford made 51 not out, as mentioned, and they got their eight down. Eight for 161. Was that at the Bill Laurie Oval? No, that was at um, Scram's Reserve, number one. Uh, Scram's? Yeah, it's named after Oscar the Grouch. (laughs) 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 Brilliant. And um, other than that, uh, we see that um, Campbellwell Magpies had a win as well. And so that means that they are playing Fitzroy Doncaster in the white ball final today. Ooh. Smokey versus Tip Badsley. I'm yes. sure they'll be keeping a close eye on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, and in other results, it's just interesting to note that um, St Kilda played and lost at the Harry Trot Oval because the Junction Oval was used for WBBL. So oh, yeah. Yeah. they went just around the other side of the Albert Park ground. Uh, Albert Park Lake, sorry, and yep. played at the former South Melbourne uh, home ground. And it's interesting because uh, rather than being someone like Walter Galt, who no one knows anything about, yes. Harry Trott is a former Australian cricket captain, and we'll look at that right. a bit later on. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Good segue. Yes. <clears throat> Somewhat. Yeah. Yes. Now, there was also um, yesterday the first day of a two-day um, fixture for Premier Cricket, and yeah. just some brief highlights there. Um, our boys travelled yes. out to Windy Hill. Now, Obviously they've won because they, <laughs> they smashed the one day up. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. you'd think too, Essendon losing their, their 34 players after playing their third and fourth 11 in the first. <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah, it'd be easy. But no, unfortunately, Kingston were rolled, our boys, the Hawks, rolled for 116. Uh, Essendon no made seven for 200, five. then called them in, and then oh. the Hawks are two for six. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, so not great, not great. And it's I'm a, them. It's a similar story down at the A.H. Butler. Yes. Uh, Frankston Peninsula's home ground, as you all know. Oh, where, uh, where are they? Yes. Where are we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they were rolled for 80. Mm. Mm. And then um, Fitzgray Edgewater, they made five for 182, declared, and have Frankston two for eight. Oh. 
In fairness, Frankston's got four blokes playing for Australia. Yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah. true. Yes. The pitch, the pitch might have flattened. Oh, I definitely flattened out a lot. Yeah, in the second innings yeah. and then got spicy again in the third yeah. innings too. Yeah. So you don't know what yeah, the conditions exactly. are like. Yeah. It's a weird... Ruled by the uh, yeah. change of conditions, yeah. Yeah, they called for the wrong sort of roller, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they went the medium roller, unheard of. See, the heavy or light. What are you doing no, medium roller? The medium roller, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... um. Interesting that Fitzroy and uh, Camberwell, uh, two hyphenated teams, Fitzroy Doncaster, Camberwell Magpies, they... (laughs) 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 They they actually met uh, yesterday in the first day of a two-dayer. And so Fitzroy Doncaster have the upper hand, you would say, because they rolled Magpies for 133 and then they're seven for 200. Oh, yeah, they've yeah, definitely so got the upper hand. Yeah. Interesting that they'll play um, three days of cricket um, in the next eight days against one another. Mm. Mm. But there you go. All right, uh, we move now to our first special segment. It's over to Alex with Groundskeeper's Corner. All right, we're all excited, guys. Yes. <laughs> Continuing on the um, around the ground sort of segment, I moved on to the Gabba, or the Gabbatoire, as it's now currently known. <laughs> What's its full name, Alex? Um, well, it's the Brisbane Cricket Ground, actually. Yes, it is. And why is it called the Gabba? Well, I was about to get into this, but you jumped the gun like oh. I did with that the other week. <laughs> uh, because it's located in the greater city of Woolen Gabba. Yes, correct. Yeah, so that's where it's located at. So that's why everyone just shortens it to the Gabba. Similar to why everyone calls the MCG the G. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so they can't be stuffed saying Woolen Gabba, so yeah. they say yeah. Gabba. Is that because the MCG's in the suburb of Melbourne Cricket Ground? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. so, oh, yeah. Right. It's in the suburb of Ground. I used to just call it the Monty because it's in Jollymont. But... Oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't call... catch on? Because it's located near Jollymont Hill. That's yeah, it didn't yeah. catch on, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, not many things that I say catch on. Oh, no. <laughs> that is true. Um, I'll, it, I'll just note this at the start. The current curator is Kevin Mitchell Jr., so we we'll just need to remember that for future reference. Oh, I'm okay. Sure. And I'll move on to some uh, just some facts about the ground. 42,000 seat capacity at the ground due to some um, six uh, ground rede- redevelopments between 1993 and 2005 at the cost of $128 million. So they went the uh, rolling redevelopment option, just yeah. redevelopment six times. So what they do is they redevelop something, move on to the next. So by the time they get back around to the first redevelopment, shit again. So yeah, exactly. Kind of like just... when you paint the um, Sydney Harbour yeah. Bridge. Yeah. Just by the, the time you finish, surf. you just got to start yeah. again. Yeah. I think they're doing that... one of those rolling redevelopments at um, Cadinia Park in Geelong. Yeah, yeah. They've got rid of the weird concrete tiered standing area. Yeah. Mm. That... Yeah, they always made me. Anyway. Should do everyone a and just fold that footy club then. Because they win too many flags. Yeah, yeah stuff. Exactly. <laughs> so the land was set aside for the uh, Brisbane Cricket Ground um, in 1895. They held their first match 19th of December 1896. So I think Kevin Mitchell, senior, 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 did a good job of getting the ground up and running in one year. Okay, um, as the... Uh, I don't live very long in that family. That was about seven generations <laughs> in 100 years. 200. 200. Oh, 100. 100. Sorry. Oh, just over 100. Anyway. So the first match was between Parliament and the press. So uh, George Clinton and the Parliament played... <laughs> <laughs> Who, who'd they play against? The, the, press. the press. 
Uh, so a whole bunch of guys wearing pork pie hats yeah. with press written in there. <laughs> Richard Wilkins. <laughs> yeah, Richard Wilkins. Richard Wilkins, whoever that Melody Bishop girl oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Channel 10, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Meet the Press. Yeah. What was that? Uh, bon Giorno? Paul Bon Giorno, Meet the Press. Yeah. Bon Giorno. <laughs> Laurie Oaks. Yeah. Laurie Oaks. Why did they stop force-feeding that man? <laughs> I think Laurie Oaks probably had to stand firstly. <laughs> Oh yeah, he was a he was a soft head, <laughs> his soft belly too. I think <laughs> he did his best W. G. Grace impersonation. I think. Yeah. Um. So prior to cricket, prior to the Gabba, the cricket in Brisbane used to be played on green hills since at least the 1860s. Oh, wow. yeah. I don't know where green hills is, but I'm guessing you didn't was... bother to look it up. No, for you. <laughs> <laughs> So prior to 1931, the first class cricket was shared between the Gabba and the Exhibition Ground. Mm. Mm. Very interesting. The first Sheffield Shield match um, was scheduled to be played between on um, the Gabba was in 1931 was the 31st of Jan to the 4th of Feb, but it was washed out, so it never got played. No. First Test match was against Australia and the Sapphires, 27th of November 1931. So everything kicked off for the Gabba pretty much in 1931. Mm. Well, it's good year for the Gabba. Yeah, it's hosted pretty much all sports you can think about in Australia, um, including greyhounds and pony races, mm. which uh, is different than horse racing. Apparently. Is that is that is that the races where the monkey rides on the back? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it used to have a trotting track around it oh, yeah. for a long time. You know, Ian Healy never talks about that. When he no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, are you guys aware that there was a greyhound track there? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, every the... time they they go to the Gabba, they mention about how they used to try walk across the greyhound track. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's the one fact they have about the Gabba. Mm. Uh, uh, the dimensions of the Gabba, east-west, 170.6 metres, um, north-south, 149.9. Funnily so, enough, that's the same um, dimensions as Laurie Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> east to west of Laurie Oaks. Really. I think, actually, Laurie Oaks at Sturge at Harvard or whatever. <laughs> big as a ship. Anyway, moving on. Hence my uh, Warwick Armstrong joke, Guinness. The big ship. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Mm. Uh, it's the the Gabba's the home of the QCA, mm. Queensland Cricket Association. Yeah, right. Not Alliance. No. Uh, the QCC, Queensland Cricket Club. Yeah. The BCC, the Brisbane Cricket Club, and the Queensland Bulls and various other sporting. So they play Premier Cricket on it. Then. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, they always host the first test since at least 1950. Okay. No, that's not true. It is true. No, it's not. Well, according to the... Uh, what about when uh, Philip Hughes side. died? And they... Didn't they... Oh, no, they did host the first test, didn't they? Yeah. No, they didn't. But Adelaide, no, they Adelaide did. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Information, Shame. Information Shame. on Wikipedia <laughs> is wrong. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Well, it was only recently that they... Um, yeah, that's they true. Also, in 19... 19- 89-1990, the Wacker hosted the first test. So. Okay, well, I shouldn't be questioning your knowledge of cricket. Was that something to do because the Windies come over and it was closer to there to fly in or boat in or something? Uh, no, it was because Pakistan were meant to come for five tests but then realised they'd double-booked themselves with a tour of India. So it came for three. <laughs> I've been doing some research on this. Yes, it's very okay. interesting. I'm not sure how you double-book yourself for two cricket tours, but anyway. No. Mm. Yeah. Um, did you guys also know that uh, traditionally the Gabba is a fast and bouncy pitch? Oh, no. I wasn't it aware is. of that. No. 
Yeah, that's, that's in the Wikipedia. I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah. Oh, we will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much every podcast. Um, it hosted the first ever tie test in 1960 between Australia and the Windies, that famous tie test. Um, the first Australian venue to hold a T20 international as well. Yep. And if you you might not also know this, but Australia haven't lost at the Gabba in a test since 1988. Really? Yeah. They you don't think bring they that up. They bring it up. Yeah. yeah. You think they yeah. bring that stuff? Yeah. That'd be something they talk about all the time. Yeah. Like at nausea. Yeah. yeah. The, the Gabba fire, they call mm. it. Yeah. Because you know, mm. I don't know, someone dies there, or you kill people or slaughter <laughs> animals. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's 24 matches, by the way. Um, pop quiz. What are the two ends at the Gabba? Bolger uh, Street and yep. Stanley Street in. Yeah, fun fact, I used to live in Stanley Street. The in Ivanhoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he meant he'd live right next to the Gabba. Fun fact, Powderfinger named their album Bolger Street. Yes. yes. Good stuff. All right, so now back to current curator, Kevin Mitchell oh, Jr. God. This was pretty interesting until you've done this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> fun facts about the Gabba now. Fun facts about Gabba curators. <laughs> yeah. Sleep-inducing. Um... Fun fact about Kevin Mitchell Jr. is the son of Kevin Mitchell Sr. <laughs> <laughs> what, did he, what did he call his son? Kevin Mitchell the third? Oh, I don't know. It just Kevin was Kevin Mitchell Senior. Just Kevin Mitchell until he had Kevin Mitchell Jr. I would say. So. Then he had to go and change his name by default yeah. to Kevin Mitchell Senior. Um, so they were both curators of the Gabba. Um, the combined fifty years of curatorship. <laughs> Kevin Mitchell Sr. was from 1975 to 1989, which is 14 years. Very short um, in curator world, isn't it? it very yeah, it short. Is it? It's, it's a pretty pretty Yeah, I know. I think he was, um, from what he, they're both gruff people, the Kevin Mitchells. Mm. They're very gruff and they don't take shit from nobody. Mm. Judging <laughs> all, the, all the articles about, you know, Kevin Mitchell Jr. defends his pitch against the Indians, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, when they cracked it because yeah, the yeah. Uh, practice wickets were shit outs or something. Oh, it's just a normal bloody wicket. Maybe they should worry about playing cricket, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway, in fairness to the Indians, there's one thing they know, it's shit wickets. Yeah. <laughs> we are experts. Have you seen what we... You see the whole time of rubbish we serve up? <laughs> um, so Kevin Mitchell Sr. was asked about, you know, coming in, were you a bit nervous about coming into your first, you know, pitch preparation in 1975? And he goes, no. Nah. You know, you, I was in the army. We used to prepare our wickets, and I prepared wickets for 15 years. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what sort of army campaign you have to go and prepare your <laughs> go and he invade was... the Iran or something and prepare a few wickets. No, for... no, he was he was in Ho Chi Minh. He was posted there, and he was making wickets for the uh, Australia versus Viet, Viet Cong cricket matches. They were oh yeah, yeah, the Viet Cong. Cult. So he was, he wasn't the bloke who did the wicket in Gallipoli. <laughs> No, I think that was uh, Kevin Mitchell Senior Senior Senior. 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 <laughs> There's yeah. a long line of army groundskeepers curators. It's a little known yeah. thing about, you know, the army want the men to play cricket so they don't get restless, so they take a curator with them. Yeah. They won't yeah, they won't um stand for poor prepared no, wickets or right. outfields. Yeah. No. They want a large um cross. Yeah, waterboarded if you put out a bad <laughs> At <laughs> <laughs> sleep deprivation as well. Allegedly. Allegedly. Poor hot oil with bum cracks. Alleged. <laughs> allegedly. Oh, no, that's the Navy legend. So, oh, um, so Kevin Mitchell Senior from 1975 to 89, 14 years. Kevin Mitchell Junior, 1989 to present, well, 27 that's years. That's more like it. 
Yeah, 27 years. Yeah, yeah, nearly 30 years. Yeah. And fun fact, there's only one file footage image of Kevin Mitchell Jr. It's him looking at a mobile phone sitting on a pitch roller. There's no other pictures yeah, of him. Another picture it's of just him looking at yeah. a mobile phone. Probably looking at the Bureau of Meteorology the website. Yeah, bomb.com.au. I don't and think prob- he'd use that one. I think you oh, yeah. find that um, people who need to know the weather, they prefer to use a Norwegian weather site. But anyway... Is that no, true? No, no, you just true. Oh, lots of lots of farmers are out there on the Norwegian weather site. So really, yeah, they don't they don't use the weather app on their iPhone. No, no, they're gone. They're, they're, they're not, they don't trust that one. Yeah. Don't they just lick their finger and stick it in the air? Yeah, and they go. Oh, yeah. Or they, it's oh, gonna be my, knees are, my knees are a bit stiff. It's gonna <laughs> rain in twenty five minutes. Oh, joints are going a bit stiff. <laughs> well, they go and check the ant hills in the local area. Yeah, oh, yeah. the ant hills are tall. It's gonna rain soon. <laughs> and possibly. Yeah, okay. Um, Fun fact about the Mitchell family. Um, Evelyn Mitchell Sr. What? (laughs) But I think everyone in the Mitchell family is going to have a senior. (laughs) Evelyn Mitchell, which is the mother of Kevin Mitchell Sr., so Evelyn Mitchell Sr. Sr., turned 102 2014. Well, bad. Bit of a history. So they gave her an interview, and it was at that big event about 100 at the Gabatoir. Uh, they hide out the venue there, probably for free in their mates' rates. Yeah. Um, so she she has played cricket on the Gabba when she was a kid with the children of the first curator. Children of the corn. So children of the first curator. <laughs> yeah, children, yeah, children, children of the first curator, who was Kevin Mitchell, senior, 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 senior. Yep. senior. Do you like these Kevin Mitchell senior No, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm yeah. loving it. Oh, so you've that. just gone 20 seconds over time, Gin. So. Oh, shit. Okay, I have to go through the next three pages. No, of no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> um, so she, this is great, Ross, and you can confirm something hey, because we'll I don't tell you if it's great. Oh, okay. yeah, I was going to say we, you keep saying this is a fun fact, and then yeah, I haven't heard this fun great. yet. You'll so, love this fact. I know you got cool mate. You guys will laugh. Anyway, <laughs> um, the first curator who who rode to the ground on a horse and sulky. <laughs> what's, what's a horse and sulky? I don't know what a sulky is. I don't know what a horse. It's like a small cart, isn't it? Okay. How do you I love you going, I don't know what a song is. I know what a horse is, <laughs> but that's an achievement. Well, he was going to get I guarantee you, a horse is like a really big dog. It's a really big pony. Yeah. Um, and he also cut the grass with a wooden scythe. Oh, uh, that's amazing. I think he would have done better if he made the blade out of metal. I think it would have been really hard to... <laughs> to <laughs> Maybe he should have put the scythe on the back of the horse, too. Yeah. yeah. Would have helped. Anyway. Um, she also saw the Don when she was a teenager from the top of some shed looking over into the Gabba. So she, the Don was always her favourite player. Seeing as Sir Donald Brady... She went, she couldn't buy a ticket, but she, yeah, she really didn't love him that free. much. Yep, she goes, I saw him mm. for free when I didn't even yeah, go into the... But seeing as the Don lived until 2001, that's not really surprising. Lots of people saw him. I saw him play. Oh, oh, okay. You didn't specify, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. That's why I specified I knew what a horse was because you would have given me shit. And get this, she has 153 descendants. Wow. Yep, 153 Evelyn Mitchell Juniors. Junior, 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 <laughs> junior, junior. That's what happened back in the day with no TV, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's it. <clears throat> so now back to... Um... Either that'll get polio. See? <laughs> I've been an iron lung. <laughs> Are we not finished yet, kid? No, we're not finished. Oh. Back to Kevin Mitchell Jr. Senior Jr. Kevin Mitchell Senior. 
He was, this is um, a big thing. I didn't even know about this. So in 1988, Ross, you might, because you have a great cricket knowledge. Do you know what happened in 1988 with Kevin Mitchell Sr.? Uh, They're playing the West Indies. Correct. And the West Indies won. Maybe Australia didn't like the pitch he prepared. No. What happened is it was a one-day international, and Kevin Mitchell Jr. was the first curator without umpire permission to run out to the ground and pull stumps and put the covers oh, on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he yeah. just ran out there and So his off. knee went, I think, with, oh, knee's a bit stiff. Bloody hell, it's going to rain in 15 minutes. <laughs> and he charged onto the pitch without umpire approval, put the covers on. 15 minutes later, torrential rain. Is that when they ran out with helmets? Dean Jones ran out with helmets for the uh, other ground staff so they wouldn't get knocked out by the hailstones? Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe. That might be that game. Yeah, 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 it could be. Yeah, so Kevin Mitchell, and also he defended himself with gruff and vigour about no, doing yeah. it, probably. Get fucked up, boys. I'm coming out. You want to know my ground? Yeah. You want to be about my bloody pitch? I've been in the army for 15 years preparing pitches. I don't care what you said, Steve Randall. Bugger off. So, because there wasn't a lot on the. Um, uh, that was enough. There wasn't a lot on the curators other than the Kevin Mitchell Senior, Junior, Junior, yeah. Seniors. I had a look into the Brisbane Cricket Club, or the PCC, which is very similar to the MCC. You know, you old clubs. money, blue blood. You can, you know, you got to wait for 75 years to get it to blah, 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 blah. So I look up into the rules of entry into the BCC section of the Gabba. And the acceptable attire for men and women. Acceptable attire. Standard stuff like collared shirt, pants slash tidy denim. So I think they're a bit more relaxed up in the uh, gamut than they are at the MCC. Dress shorts. I don't know what they are. Could someone confirm? Maybe like golf shorts. Are they going to have like a tailoring to Yeah, I was going to ask you because you're into a tie nut. Casual dress shoes slash clean runners. So Sneens are appropriate. (laughs) Sneens are okay. Unacceptable. Singlet, non-collared shirt, non-dress shorts or thongs. So for women... Uh, acceptable attire is a collared shirt slash blouse slash dress shirt. So what's a dress shirt, Michael? Just be the way it's tailored. Okay, different tailoring. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine it'd be a tough job for the uh, security guards or people letting in. Like, what the hell is it? What's the difference between a dress shirt and non-dress shirt and dress shorts and non-dress shorts? Um, pants or tidy denim again for women. Dress shorts, casual skirt. What's a casual skirt? I don't know. Tidy sandals. Now, yeah, messy sandals, no go. Tidy sandals, all right. Non-acceptable singlet, non-dress shorts and thongs. Now, that's very interesting. I thought that gave down a bit better. Now, onto the prohibited items to bring into the BCC. And I was laughing to myself while reading through the PDF document. So, hopefully, you guys laugh too. And our listeners. If we have any left. Yeah, (laughs) they're all switched off. Hard eskies. No go. Soft eskies. Bring them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring in your soft eskies. Don't bring in a folding chair. Yeah. To a fully seated venue. To? Yeah. It's a fully seated stadium. I know. Don't because bring a folding if, chair. If someone jumps the guardrail and tries to storm the ring, you need to be able to hit them over the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, except when they hold the WWE buddy WrestleMania there. Yeah. Like you bring um, in a ladder then. <laughs> Ross. No crockery allowed. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's a crock. Yeah, we're going to eat me hot dogs then. <laughs> um, no dangerous or illegal items. Oh, that's a bit yeah, of a cut. That, that's, yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> this one made me laugh. No flags or flag poles. <laughs> um, and nothing displaying political or offensive messages. 
Yeah. No potential or actual weapons. <laughs> What's a potential weapon? Yeah, Su- such as knives, chains, or studded belts, <laughs> whether part of traditional dress or otherwise. <laughs> So someone from Bloody Namibia has walked in with his Chris knife or something. They go, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, traditional dress, dress yeah. or otherwise, mate. Look at Britain here. You're not allowed to bring in your Chris knife. Come on. Um, this one comes up as well. Any items which are regarded as offensive or which can be used as a projectile or to create litter. This includes pizza cartons, streamers, or ticker tapes. <laughs> Pizza cartons. Some guy crazy. walking in with buddy fifty pizza cartons. Hey, 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 buddy. I know you've got you've got clean, neat sandals on, but you can't bring in your bloody pizza cartons, mate. Do you know, um, talking about um, producing rubbish, uh, Alex. Do you know what yes. snowing is? Uh, have you been watching too much? You well, red tube? Or? No, no, no. It's okay. clean and above board. But it it used to be that um, at VFL games in the eighties. Uh-huh. The cheer squad would take in phone books, you know, the huge telephone yeah, yeah. directory books, and then yeah. rip them up and throw them in the air after a goal. That was called oh, snowing. Oh, yeah, so that's uh, what it's all yeah. that rubbish and stuff yeah, near that's the goal. There's rubbish behind the goals and you watch old games from the 80s. So, okay, Ross. There, there was bands at grounds that said no phone books allowed and no snowing. Yeah. Right. Hey, Ross. Yes. I've got another story about producing rubbish. <laughs> oh, yes, this segment? <laughs> Alex is sick. Oh, <laughs> big, big volumes of it too. Yeah. What I want, I want to know, like on those banned items, I want to know what made the crockery get banned. Was it that day, like someone threw a plate at Greg Matthews' yeah. one leg or something? Oh, and they like, We're not having something. any more of this. Yeah. <laughs> Old mate, his egg and bacon chai comes in with a full tea set. <laughs> just, just give him tea cups. Come on, mate, you're taking the piss now. Jesus, that's a potential weapon. That hot yeah. Yeah. potential or actual yeah. weapon. Yeah. All right, that's the segment done, guys. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for staying around for our listeners for the hilarious segment. That that was terrible. Um, Next time I'm going to give you a time limit. I'm going to give you a stopwatch and you have to stick to it. Okay, that's fine. And the one person you didn't mention, Happy Jack. Who's Happy Jack? Oh, he's the Gabba's number one supporter. He used to sit there and yell at people and stuff. Is he he their Yabba? He's the Yabba, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Happy Jack. Is he their chum, chumba wumba or whatever that fucking idiot that scorches is called? <laughs> chumba wumba. You know that big fat bloke with the oh, orange, it's all orange and, and stuff. And Freddie hates him because he sledged Freddie last year. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know who you mean. As soon as you said yeah. it, I knew who you meant. Yeah. Yes, I don't think Happy Jack's still alive, but he was a fixture there back when they had the dog track. Ah, so okay. Said, yes. yeah. okay, let's move on because um, that segment, we were, we were on schedule again. We we're, in fact, yep. three or four minutes ahead of schedule. And now uh, we're eight minutes over schedule. Okay. So, yeah. well, we'll have to cut off our um, NASA segment then. <laughs> <laughs> the only funny one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, state cricket, before we get to the BBL, which is capturing the hearts and minds of everyone in Australia, New Zealand, and the wider cricketing world, uh, we've got a quick Futures League wrap. So, there are three uh-huh. games on during the week and three absolute floggings, three mm. innings victories all over on day three. Wow. Is that is that due to the fact that all the old blokes are now playing BBL, so they couldn't be in the Futures League? Yes, all those 30-plus guys, except for Alex Doolan. Hey! hey! Our man. He, he, must, oh, he, must have made, he must have made like a triple time. Yeah, 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 yeah. well, you'd think playing at this sort of level, it's a you know, yeah. second 11. Former test, former test number three. Former That's test right. centurion. Mm. No, he didn't make a ton. Anyway, 
I thought he did. And no, he made 167 not out for Australia A against South Africa when they stopped trying. And everyone remembers that. Okay. Um, So they ventured to Tasmania, to Anzac Park. I'm not sure where it is. And Tassie were bowled out for 118. And Alex Doolan was batting at four for some reason, even though, you know, he's Australian number three. And he made one off two balls. No, wow. good it would have been a glorious one, but oh, I lock, think lock, it was, the the, the lock, stroke lock, he got lock, off the lock. mark with was crisp. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, South Australia then made two sixty one, and Tassie were then bowled out for ninety one in thirty three overs. Wow. Yes. So um, Valente for South Australia, he took yep. five for twenty eight and six for twenty nine. Yep. All right, we move on. Queensland versus New South Wales at the Allen Border Field. Queensland had their shield top ordering, three of their top four of their shield top four, but they were rolled for 199. And New South Wales, in reply, made 385. And Nick Larkin, who debuted for the Sydney Sixers last Sunday, he then flew up to the Gabba and played for New South Wales, and he made 148. Oh, in form, yeah. Mike Larkin's son, I imagine. Mm. Yes, I believe so. Yep. He's um, got a lot of bad puns that he shares in the dressing room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, Queensland were then rolled again for 181. Our man, Manus Labushagni, made 50. He's back. He's on the periphery. He's on the fringes of Australian cricket, yeah. but he's still there. Yeah. And uh, an interesting name of note, New South Wales. Trent Copeland played again for New South Wales. Uh, yeah, right. Former Holy test player. And um, the Queensland wicketkeeper was Tom Healy. Ah, oh, son of Ian. Son of Ian, yes. Yep. Do they call him Zoe? Yeah, I was about to say yeah. that. <laughs> uh, they if say, I said they say would... why can't your dad shut up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the last game was ACT versus WA at Monica. And, uh, My Will... man Bazisto. Will Bazisto, yes, our man, yes. the buzz. The buzz. The 207 buzz. not out. <laughs> yes. And also Massive. Hilton Cartwright. He oh, Hank. Fun. Yep. <laughs> Hank, Hank the Plank. Yep. Um, so WA made four for five hundred and forty-two, declared off one hundred and ten overs. I don't know if they got enough. So just a clip under five and over, just a tick under even. But yeah. and ACT were all out for one forty-four and one sixty-nine. So boys. All right. And so the next round of the Futures League starts uh, next Monday, January twenty-fifth. The Vicks are back in action against New South Wales at Blacktown. South Australia and Queensland play at the seaside at Glenelg. And Tasmania take on the ACT at Bell Reeve. I'll be waiting with bated breath for those mm. results, Ross. Yes. Oh, look, I'll bore you to tears with more of that information another time. Just be thankful this has been relatively short compared to... Yeah, so they got... So the Futures has a buy because of the ACT. Yes, it's unfortunate, but it does. And I'm sort of surprised that the ACT has played in this January 25 round. It's the day after the Big Bash final. So you'd think any team that doesn't make the final, all their players will play in this round of the Futures League. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of surprising that the ACT didn't get the buy in this January 25th. Yeah, yeah. Because WA miss out. But then again, given that the Scorchers have played in every BBL final, probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's point. true. And um, the Shield returns the week after uh, that round of um, Futures League. And the one of the games of note coming up, the 3rd of February... Uh, New South Wales versus WA in Lincoln, New South uh, Lincoln, New Zealand. Oh, yes, Why? there's a Shield game in New Zealand. 
Why? Don't they have their own Shield game over there? Uh, no, well, it's preparation for the tour, the test tour of New Zealand. So who's playing there? What teams? New South Wales. That's a good yeah, idea. Okay. And WA. Okay. Yeah, fair. That's a pretty good idea, actually. Not, I think they thought WA haven't travelled enough. We'll make them... Yep. Yeah. yeah, go for even further. Yeah, the trip's not long enough to, like, Brisbane or something. Yeah. So, so it's a lead-up to the New Zealand test to get everyone acclimatised. Yeah. Probably, I can predict the future here. Cricket Australia will pull out all the Australian squad and get them in a training camp somewhere. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so there'll be actually no test players in the New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, we say Nick Maddinson can know what it's like to play New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he's got a passport. And David Moody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes, but that's what's happening. But I do expect that that Futures League round starting January 25, there should be a lot of Shield players, mm. uh, a lot of first-class cricketers playing in that. Anyway, wait and see. Yeah. They might want a break. Anyway, we move now to BBL. Mm. Mm. And... Um, Oh, a few results. We've got the semi-finals all sorted on Thursday this week. It's going to be the Strikers versus either the Renegades or the Sydney Thunder, depending on what happens on Monday night, the last game of the BBL, the Renegades versus the Strikers. There's some uh, combinations of permutations that can take place there, depending on net run rate and all the rest of it. So it'll be one or the other. And in the other semi-final, it's the Stars versus the Scorchers at the MCG, or the G, on Friday. Mm. Big crowd in, I imagine. So return game. Yes, it returned down. Um, some of the hits of this period of the BBL, well, I don't. it's pretty hard to go past Jake Lehman's moustache. Yes, oh. yes. Rudest head in uh, domestic yeah. cricket. He's got a crook lid. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's a fairly impressive effort, though. Uh, he came in. The yeah. strikers were... Going along fine, three wickets down, but just forgot to keep scoring runs at a greater than mm. run a ball. <laughs> they were only chasing 144, but got themselves in a big hole, needing 10 off the last over. 10 off I've six. Tim yeah. <laughs> last half. Yeah. <laughs> 10 off. I've got a mid wicket. I've got a mid off. There's <laughs> a bloke standing on the fence directly behind the wicket keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so it all came down. They needed four off the last ball, and Jake Lehman strode to the crease. It's the only ball he's faced in the BBL ever. And he yeah, hit it I for six, it. and they won. He should retire now. Yeah, striking yeah. at 600 strike rate. Yeah. Now, there was another interesting um, piece of action. Chris Gale not running a single. Yes. Oh, and, and then getting, getting at the next ball. Yeah. And the commentators called it, which obviously everyone's going to go, oh, imagine if he goes out the next ball, yeah. then... Mark Hussey was one of the supporters of it. Yes. He's like, oh, look, he just wanted to face as many balls as possible. I sort of get it. Rah, rah. Mm. Well, I think the Mr. Professional, Mr. Cricket would have been like, break every run. Yeah. Every run counts. Yeah. Have faith in you. Yeah. It wasn't like his bat with the tail either. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was another bat. Tommy Cooper, it was opening. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very strange. Mm. But I would say that Hussey knows more because he's played far more IPL than anyone else. Yeah. And so... Yeah, you know, if that's a that's tactic... That's more than us, anyway. Put it that way. Yeah, it might be a standing Chris Gale thing. He might do it every game. We just don't see it all the time because he doesn't play in Australia. Yeah, yeah true. Um, the the Perth Scorchers um, lost last night in Perth, which is unusual for them. Oh, but, that's um, first. There was a bit at stake. Mm. They, If they won, they got to host a home final. And yeah. <clears throat> instead they lost. It was interesting. They decided they've been playing four batsmen and a keeper and six bowlers. 
and they decided to drop one of those batsmen. Hmm. Did they need to make 109 to guarantee a home final? So I think, yeah, they didn't have to win. They just had to make 109. So, what, yeah, I don't get why you'd drop a batsman. You just load up on batsman. Yeah. All you got to do is make 109. Yeah. You don't have to win the game. Yeah, so, yeah, just exactly. knock them around for singles, get 109, say thanks, boys. <coughs> see you next week at, at the furnace. Yeah. <laughs> at the Wackatois. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, anyway, it's interesting. It's the Stars versus Scorchers. This is BBL5. This will be the fourth time they've met in a semi final. Oh, right. Mm. Three of them, the other three have been at the Wacker, and the Scorchers mm. have won every one of them. Um, but this one will be at the MCG. Mm-hmm. And the Scorchers, as you probably know, they've played in every BBL final. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So, interesting yeah. to see if they make it to the fifth one. Yeah. Can we just, sorry, Ross, mm. um, so I know we're talking about the hits of the BBL, but I think there's a miss that we're all missing out on. Mm. And that's the name of the Sydney versus Sydney game. Sydney Smash. Yes. Well, what the hell is that? Just they call should it call it something like Battle of the Bridge. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. good. Yeah. Much yeah. Battle of the Bay. Yeah. Yes. Battle um, of Bondi. Battle of that river that goes along Sydney, that thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Should we call it the Sydney Harbour Throwdown? That's what it's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Sydney <laughs> Slam. Yes. <laughs> The Sydney oh, showboating. What about the Sydney smash? I reckon that's a good name. Yeah, I just say. All right. Um, anyway, I've got a hit and miss too before we move on. Mm. Yeah, so but depending on how you view it, it's either a hit or a miss. But Nathan Remington's dismissal of Andre Russell, well, stick cricket style, hit. where oh, he hit yeah. in the head, and then yeah. Nolan yeah. stuffed. Yeah. I think yeah. Nolan stick cricket man. Yeah. And went out. So I think that I like it. Andre Russell's still up and about, so he yeah. didn't get any permanent damage. So it's uh, it's pretty funny in hindsight, I think, and it was hard not to laugh at the time. Yeah, well. no, that was very fair enough. Uh, one thing that um, I think is worth considering is changing the final structure. We were going to talk about this last podcast, but we didn't. Um, with the Champions League T20 gone, there's no reward for finishing on top. It used to be finish on top, you go to the Champions League, you get twenty million bucks for doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now that's gone. And so I think rather than going straight knockout semi-finals, should have one versus two and three versus four, and the one versus two is a double chance. Yeah. Lose. yeah, yeah. And so What's that we, system called, Ross? It's called the McIntyre Final Four system. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, good. And um, it adds one more game to the schedule. It's done in the IPL. They do a top four or top five, depending on how many teams they have, um, yeah, using a similar on system. Cheated the year before. Yeah. yeah double chance. Uh, so it's not unusual for T20 cricket. And I just think it adds one game to the schedule. It's not that hard to schedule. It actually gives you more time to build up to the final mm-hmm, because yeah. you know where it's going to be hosted earlier than two days beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's worth looking at. Yeah, and um, the other maybe, thing... Yes? Maybe they, can, maybe they should consider, like, go, like, full, like, junior cricket style where everyone gets to go and do a final eight. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> yeah. So everyone can say they played finals, so no one gets left out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good thought. Yeah. A bit like the year that the TAC Cup did a top 12 and they had 13 teams. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we'll talk about it now, but one thing that is disappointing is the ODIs cutting into the BBL. Uh, yeah. The Stars and the Scorchers last night each had four players uh, out. 
So what I, the, the teams, the BBL teams are used to being without the test 11. So I would say either we need to put a test match after the Sydney test or give the BBL two weeks of clean air without any international cricket on mm. so that they can play the last sort of uh, round of games and the finals without having competing um, squads, Australian squads going on. Because you've got things like Sean Marsh was 13th man for um, the Australians and sat on his backside as the second substitute fielder at the Wacker and didn't play for the Scorchers. We didn't even play for Australia either. Yeah, yeah. I, think I don't think it's necessary to change up the schedule. Just be a bit more um, lenient on, like, okay, you're the 13th man. Yeah. Okay, go and play for your state. But you don't need it, to be. Because the same thing happened with Boland too, didn't it? Where, like, he was just 12th yeah, or 13th yeah, yeah. man. And, just be, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you can name anyone. They have often have, like, a yeah. Futures League kid that's yeah. running the drinks. You can have yeah. anyone that's just a good fielder. At the test match level, they yeah. do it all the time. Yeah, they yeah, pick yeah. a squad of 12. Yeah. Then once they've got the team, they release that bloke back yeah. into Sheffield Shield. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why so they just do the same with this. Just go, right, you'll be 12th man, Usman, so you're going to go play for the Sydney Thunder tomorrow. And we'll get old mate from district cricket to yeah. come and field if yeah. someone has to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Like, um, uh, Usman Kwadi yeah, missed the um, Sydney smash last night. Because hmm, yeah, man. because he's 12 man cutting oranges. Battle of George Street, he wasn't involved. <laughs> but um, the interesting one was um, Sydney Thunder have a relationship with the Canterbury uh, cricket team, uh, one of the first class teams in New Zealand. And uh, with Cullis and Usman Kawaja out, they brought in a player from Canterbury who missed... Yeah. He was released from playing a one-dayer for Canterbury to come across and play a domestic T20 game for Sydney. Interesting. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Probably more money for him, to be honest. Yeah, I think yeah. it's um, a replacement yeah. player. It's two grand a game or something. So yeah. And probably the club get a cut out of that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. well, they, the Thunder went over and played warm-up games against Canterbury. So they're uh, trying to okay. build something there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yes, all right. So that's our BBL wrap. Anyone else have anything of note from the BBL? No. No, no, not really, no. no fair enough. Uh, we now move on to our second special segment. It's over to Mick for Inside Clubland. All right, I promise not to interrupt Mick, even though I've just interrupted him. I promise not to interrupt him about any of these things. I'm going to stay silent for the entire stuff. Go, Mick. Thank you, Alex. Alrighty, so for this week for um, Inside Clubland, I've gone with, um, I talked about it last week, uh, things you only see playing park cricket. So I've got uh, 10 things here. There is a few others that I haven't got, which Dave's got a bit of a list, so he'll run through a couple at the end that we got messaged through as well. I tried to get as many down as I could without kind of going for an hour. So, but, uh, so yeah, so one of the joys of playing park cricket is the unusual things you get to see every week. As we've learned from earlier chapters, park cricket... Park cricketers are a weird mob. <laughs> so, num- so the first one I've got is blokes batting without gloves. As a general rule, the chap batting without gloves is closer to pensioner age than legal drinking age. <laughs> In other words, he's old. Yeah. He didn't need gloves to face Julius Caesar off the long run. <laughs> so why does he need them now? A broken, ru- a broken thumb halfway through the season tends to change his mind. <laughs> Blokes fielding in shorts. Right. That one bloke is filling in and refuses to spend 50 bucks on white pants. So he spends the day looking like an idiot after he cuts his leg to pieces trying to slide on the barren wasteland that is the outfield. 
I will acknowledge that back in the 90s, Cricket Victoria introduced shirts, shorts, shorts as part of their one-day uniform, but scrapped it after one year, so I say it doesn't count. All right, so then we move up. Blokes having a dart during drinks breaks. <laughs> TV and test cricket will have you believe that drinks breaks are all about golf carts and Gatorade. Nothing could be further from the truth. At park cricket level, where blokes stand around an esky full of ice and cordial talking about the mix, whilst, whilst a few fellas slink off to have a quick cancer stick. All right, dodging, dodging dog shit whilst building. No matter what your local council's policy is on people picking up after their dogs, there's also one person who ignores you. This person also seems to to have a dog the size of a small horse. (laughs) And no matter where you feel, you will always come across this piece of dog crap. You will do everything in your power to avoid it, but no matter how hard you try, you will step in it at some point. Or slide into it. Yeah, Yeah, gross. Alrighty. People walking across the field. So one of the joys of playing park cricket is getting to play at a number of different and unusual venues. But one constant seems to be that people will inexplicably just walk across the field in the middle of a match. You'd think 11 blokes standing around in matching white clothes would be a bit of a uh, bit of an indication something's going on. But the hipster bloke with his man bun just goes, oh, I didn't know, man. <laughs> blokes in white T-shirts. There's one thing you'll never see, and that's Dave Warner standing at Gully in an $8 T-shirt from Kmart. <laughs> the same can't be said for park cricket. Usually worn by a bloke filling in, or too tight-ass to buy a club shirt, the plain white T-shirt has been a feature of cricket since the Genghis Khan 11 Rebel Tour of North East Asia. <laughs> uh, so there, there. Another thing you constantly see is uh, blokes in opposition or slash past club attire. Another interesting situation you'll stumble across a park cricket is seeing guys fielding or batting in a hat or polo from an opposition or past club. <laughs> Whilst not a huge travesty, it just makes me scratch my head. <laughs> Could you imagine Kepler Vessels walking out to his first South, <laughs> South African test around his baggy green? <laughs> uh. All right, the square leg umpire holding a bat or a broom. Another quirk of park cricket is players having to fill in a square leg umpire. And this player is usually accompanied by a bat or a broom to help distinguish him from the player's fielding. The player will then use said bat or broom to shadow bat for the entire time, not paying attention and having to turn down a stumping because he wasn't paying attention. Oh, I used to do that with the broom all the time. <laughs> hey, sweep shot. Yeah, the oh, sweep shot gag. Blokes mowing the field before play. One of the unfortunate aspects of park cricket is the local council may not love your little patch of cricket heaven as much as you do. <laughs> this can mean you have to maintain your playing surface yourself, which can lead to a situation where you arrive ready to play whilst the opposition is out there mowing the grass around the pitch. <laughs> There's also the devious side of this, where you're chasing 300 plus so you have a midweek working bee to cut the outfield shorter than a Brazilian girl's pubic area in bikini season. This, this does remind me of a local club who decided to go down this path and ask everyone to bring a mower to training on Thursday. One bloke rocked up with his trusty fly mower electric mower and asked if anyone had an extension cord. It's fair to say that patch right in front of the club room was pristine. <laughs> and last but not least, for what I've got here, is blokes drinking before a game. 
Yeah, when I say before a game, I don't mean Friday night before a game. I mean literally Saturday morning, Saturday morning 15 <laughs> minutes before a game. <laughs> One thing you come across in park cricket is that bloke who needs a calming ale or a bourbon before the game. He can be found behind the club rooms with a stubby and a dart in hand, getting himself mentally prepared. <laughs> all righty, so that's all. That's what I've got for this week. So I'll pass on to Dave, who does have a couple of extra ones as well. Uh, we did get some uh, listener feedback from a friend of the show, Jimmy Grant. So thanks for sending this through, Jim. Um, so he sent us a few things. Square leg umpires who wear singlet thongs and don't know the rules and also stand at point. <laughs> yes. Oh, standing at point um, infuriates me. Scorebooks being 40 runs apart despite having the same <laughs> two scorers all day. Um, often leg stump being kookaburra brand, but the middle stump is from Grey Nichols. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we covered people walking across the field. Cones being in a fraction closer on the second week if the home side yes. are betting. Uh, the one bloke who doesn't have $10 to pay the umpire for the game. But we'll happily sit at the club rooms and drink all night. Yeah. Mm. Uh, batsmen who wear their thigh pad on the outside of their pants. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. That shit's been so friend bad. Of, friend of the show, Ben Kent, yes. and wondered why he copped a whole heap of crap when he was out there. Batsmen who wear a hat backwards underneath their helmet. Uh, or oh, a oh my god. Uh, old female scorers who crap on about how good their son is in the juniors. Yeah. The old drunk who tells everyone what they did wrong after the day's play. And last but not least, the thing you'll see in park cricket probably the most, 22 miserable blokes who would rather stand in a field on a 35-degree day than being home with their wife and their families. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, so if you are listening, and let's face it, going by the numbers, it does, yeah. um, send through some more on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah, yeah here's over some more, and we can uh, chuck some in every week. I've got one here, fellas, just so I don't make this go any longer, yeah. but the uh, illegal dirt bike racing yes. around the world. Oh, yes. yep, there's always some guy selling speed. Got to pop in the dirt bike. <laughs> you always do it. Yeah. They just do burnouts. It's like you can't ride an illegal dirt bike if you're not doing a burnout. Just on the dirt bike thing, another yeah. thing that I've only ever seen at park cricket level, when I was playing at juniors for uh, my ghetto club back in the day, yep. um, wrong side of the tracks, Ross, yep. um, a guy walking past decided to throw three or four like soccer flares on the <laughs> Just watch mayhem ensue. <laughs> so, that's, I've only ever seen that at Park Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> happens a lot of time in Park Soccer. Yes, yeah, but you don't see cricket. Yeah. Yeah. People usually respect the tradition of the game and not exactly. throw mm-hmm. flares at 12 Or yell out, how's that? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. Pass oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or get in their red car and drive back and forth behind the bowler's arm. <laughs> <laughs> Did we? Uh, thanks, Mick. Did we mention about um, using the outfield as a toilet facility? No, we missed that story. So oh. yes, We've, uh, so I'll, go, I'll touch on that one too. I forgot about that one. Um, so there, back in the day at our club that we play in, we had a young, uh, not a young, we had an old chap. <laughs> Are we naming him? Allegedly naming him? No, let's no, we won't, we won't name Casey. Not um, so, <laughs> so we had this bloke. Um, who used to uh, play our one day side? And he's like a little short, stocky fellow. And he used to have the old uh, World yeah. Series cr- Terry, Terry Towling, World yeah, Series yeah. cricket Terry Alderman Bruce Reed style. So, um, and you know, so he decided that you know, it was before the game, we're about to have a field. He's like, mm, I could use a leak. So he think, oh, he's going to run off somewhere. It will be a, a field is short for about you know an over or so. He proceeded to stand at mid off and just unleash. <laughs> in, fa- in fairness, he turned his back to the pitch, yeah, so no yeah. one on the field around the pitch could yeah. see him. 
Everyone in the club room yeah. really facing yeah. the scene, but that's okay. <laughs> and he proceeded to just unleash oh. like a draft horse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely something I'm guessing you won't see at the Gabatoire in the first test next year. You can't see Josh Hazelwood just plopping yeah. out. <laughs> That patch of grass, though, is just beautiful. It's never been better. A lemon tree has popped up there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yes. Thanks, Mick. I'm glad I could contribute something to that segment. We we move now to women's cricket, and the WBBL is uh, wrapping up today. Each team's played 14 games, uh, played each other twice. It's more than the men's eight. So the girls have really packed in a lot of games in just uh, two weeks more than the men. Uh, Sydney Thunder and the Hobart Hurricanes are in the top two spots and they've guaranteed themselves uh, semi-final berths but the Stars, the Sixers, the Scorchers and the Strikers could all yet make the semi-final. So today there's four games on at uh, 10 o'clock. Well, it's already started then because our podcast's gone for so long. The Thunder and the Stars are playing. <laughs> so a lot at stake there for the Stars if they can win. The Sixers and the Hurricanes are also playing at 10am on the other side of um, Sydney. Uh, that that one, if the Sixers can win that, uh, they'll do themselves a world of good to try and get into the final. Then we've got the Renegade and the Strikers at Adelaide Oval number 2 at 10.30. That one, if the Strikers can win that, they'll give themselves an outside chance and results go their way. They've got a bad net run rate, but if results go their way, they could sneak in. And then the Renegades play the Scorchers this afternoon at 2.30. And both of those teams, or the Scorchers, if they win, they could even sneak in and results go their way. So all to play for yeah. um, for the in the WBBL. The semifinals are on uh, as curtain raises the men's semifinals. So there's no home ground advantage. It's just where the men's semifinals are. But the good news is that they weren't going to be televised by Channel 10 slash Channel 1, but they are now. Awesome. Um, yes, so that's really good. Some players have impressed. I've noticed there's a young leg spinner called Amy Wellington. Uh, she's been doing quite well. And, uh, Alex, I believe you've uh, seen something that you like in Hayley Matthews. Yes, Hayley Matthews, 17-year-old, um, I guess, girl. She's 17-year-old yeah. from... Um, the West Indies, mm-hmm. uh, the sweetest timer of the ball I've seen in a long yeah, time. She plays at Hobart, doesn't she? Uh, I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen her bomb. She was on one of the telecast games. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple of big sixes, just yeah. effortless. Like, but she, she, and they were like, she, they were like, but they like, not to sound too, like, speaking down, but they were legit, like, into the stands. Yes, they were. Like, yeah. They were the monsters. Yeah, it was like, at the gallery. Yeah. It wasn't just over the broad-in rope. It was into yeah. the stands and just, like, flicks off the pads and stuff yeah. like that. It wasn't, you know, putting everything into it. Um, I'm just looking at her stats now. She does average eight in T20 internationals. So I'm not well. sure what she's doing. In well, that, the game we watched, she was good anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, she was um, very young. and only played 10 ma- international yeah. matches. So uh, she will be an absolute superstar in the future, I'd imagine. Yeah, With the I amount of talent same. she has at the moment, just the world is her oyster. Fair enough. Uh, yes. Another interesting development for women's cricket is the Governor-General's 11. So it's similar yes. to the PM's 11. It's a tour. Is that George Bailey's 11? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. George Bailey, George Bailey, and Peter Cosgrove get together. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, they're playing India at um, Dromoyne Oval on January the twentieth. It's a tour match, so it's going to be an annual thing, much like the PM's eleven uh, oh, yeah. game is for the men. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a good idea. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Southern Stars, the women's national team, they're playing three T20 internationals versus India as curtain raises to the men's game coming up uh, January 26, 28 and 31 or something like that. And the, uh, Channel 9 has previously televised women's T20 internationals on GEM, but they're looking they might put them on the main channel, on Channel 9. So that'll oh, be good. Mm. Now, um, for the Southern Stars, they also play three one-days against India um, in the first week of February in Canberra and Hobart. And uh, there's an opportunity there, Channel 9 or Channel 10, or even the ABC who've televised women's cricket before. There's no cricket going on uh, other than Shield cricket, so that's not going to be televised. There's no other televised cricket in Australia at that time. So there's an opportunity to put women's cricket front and centre. Yeah. Particularly that Friday, February the 5th and Sunday, February the 7th, there's two games in Hobart. So, you know, costs, you know, if there's one venue, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's an opportunity. I doubt it'll be taken up, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah I guess that'll just be the stream. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it'll be yeah. the stream, yeah, on the Cricket Australia website. Which never works. Mm. Yes, which buttons, <laughs> yep. Uh, and also coming up after that for the Southern Stars, they travelled to New Zealand for three ODIs and three T20s in late February, early yeah. March. And then they're off to the Women's World T20, which is on the same time as the men's. Yeah. Yes. All right. Cool. We, we move now to our third special segment. It's over to Dave for people who can piss off. Cool. Uh, I am conscious of time, so I'll be quick. Um, firstly... Ross, the Northern Metro Cricket Association could piss off um, for scheduling a Saturday and Sunday game doubleheader on the weekend. Exactly. Um, so once we leave the studios today, we have to go and play a game of cricket. So it's forcing us to not be able to have beers. That's right, yeah. So yeah. clearly I could be on it by now. Forcing me out of bed. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. On a Sunday. Uh, yeah, so they could piss off. Um, Stuart Broad, he could piss off for taking five for one and yeah. being so good. Yeah, um, Seems Enjoy. to take a bag of wickets and then do nothing for two tests and then yeah. take another bag of wickets. Mark uh, Warstop. Mark Warstop. And uh, South Africa could piss off for letting him do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Fred uh, Maxwell, Aaron Finch, great Victorians. Well, one's a great Victorian, one's a Victorian. Um, <laughs> they could piss off. Uh, following George Bailey's lead for the floppy yellow, yeah. um, George got some attention for it. Yeah. All of a sudden, Mr. Maxwell decided, oh, well, I wouldn't mind some yeah. of that attention, so I'll pop it on my head too. Exactly. Uh, I think Finchie saw the error of his ways and took it off at the drinks break and oh, put the does, baseball yeah. cap styles no. back on. It looks better at a baseball yeah, cap. that's right. He's fat. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Maxwell, I don't know, but he could piss off for just being Greg Maxwell. Yeah. And also, so that's, it, that um, one day uh, in Perth the other day, they just needed someone to push singles, and he came in and hold out to long on. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> he had less than one a ball, and he tried to hit one out of the way. This is what I said on the last podcast. He does not deserve to be playing for Australia. <laughs> but he did learn his lesson in the second one. He pushed yeah, but you shouldn't have to learn your lesson at international. No, 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 I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah, he's, he's yeah. learned something. You know, yeah, a couple of days later, we're just pushing a few signals. If it seems like teaching him how to be a sensible cricketer is like trying to teach a turtle algebra, like it's just, <laughs> it's, like it's just, it's impossible. <laughs> Good analogy. Like, just, he, that, that, like that, that analogy can piss off Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like trying to teach a turtle algebra. That could be the new tagline of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mid off because it's like trying to teach a turtle algebra. <laughs> I can see Mick's cogs in his head, <laughs> frantically searching for an analogy. Oh, but, um, it was brilliant. Because, um, but no, no, I'm just saying, like, Mick, Max, I can just piss off, like, out of cricket. Just piss off. <laughs> no stack shows. Cogs at Coles or something. Because he's just, 
he's just ridiculously... He's been in the system for how long and he doesn't seem to improve? Nah. No, he had one good year, I reckon, about today. That's been done, Ross. Oh, very good. Thank you, David. That was very brief. Um, Maybe you could give Alex some pointers on how to be brief. (laughs) Well, I've had to to be brief. A, because I didn't do any research, (laughs) and that's honest. And B, because... Gin took all my time. (laughs) (laughs) We move over now to the National Team Talk. All right. Now, we go back in time a little bit, because it's a little bit of time since our last podcast. The Sydney Test, the great washout. Yes. Mm. No declarations. I thought that was fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I get it from the West Indies point of view. Like, this is their chance to kind of get a draw out of their yeah. tour and not go home just losing every test. So I can understand why they wouldn't want to give that chance yeah. up. It's, they potentially could have won, though, because like, yeah, we're not that's, the best batting team right. in the world. And if we're chasing 300 in two sessions, yeah. there's a fair chance we'll be doing some stupid shit. Yeah. And they almost but I think snuck a victory. West Indies are in that mental state where they're not going to look yeah, at it rather that way. Lose, they're looking at going, well, there's a chance for us to lose, yeah. not a chance for them. Yeah, and it's not like... State cricket hit and giggle. No. Well, not that it's hit and giggle, but it's the, the pinnacle. So you're not going to risk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can't. Yeah. You can't like. expect the team to, do, to to take that risk you know, if they don't have to. So. Was oh, that good. the most meaningless international test hundred you've ever seen from Dave Warner? Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. One thing that did uh, pop across my desk was a graphic of the Australian team and their agents and. To be honest, the Australian Test team looks much better shape to me than it has in a long time. So let's run through who we've got. We've got 36 years old, Adam Voges. Yeah. Uh, then we drop down to 31. We've got Steve O'Keefe and Peter Siddle. Yeah. At 30, Peter Neville. Yeah. At 29, Warner and Usman Kawaja. 28, Lyons. 26, Burns and Smith. 25, Pattinson, Hazelwood. And also Stark, I know he's injured at the minute, and 24 Mitch Marsh. Yeah, it just good looked, nucleus of young blood there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good, and they're all going to, you know, come through together at the same stage, mm. and and all those sort of things. And uh, you know, you look at the ones who are 30 and over, and they're all more the fringe players. Siddle, yeah, like Steve Keith and Keith, Siddle, yeah, Voges, yeah. yeah. I could see definitely. Um, Voges, uh, you know, he might play for another year or so, but then someone like, say, Chris Lynn at 25 might come into the yep. middle order. And yep. then yeah, you've yeah. got a core of blokes who are mid to late 20s yeah, pushing the team through. Uh-huh. And uh, an interesting... Here's a fun fact, Gim, for you. Yes, I love fun facts. Steve O'Keefe. <laughs> yes, Sock. There's two first-class cricketers who were born in Malaysia, and he oh. is the only test cricketer born in Malaysia. Wow. Yeah. There you go. What was the other first class cricketer? Uh, Arul Sapaya, who played in England. Okay. Yeah, cool. Played first class cricket in England. Big name. Arul's. Oh, massive name. Uh, yeah. Now, um, I've got a few um, interesting facts here that um, I'll let you decide. It's our play of the week. Mm-hmm. So we had Chris Lynn taking 30 off the Ben Hilfen house over. Oh, yeah, that was huge. Five, dot and then five sixes. Yeah. And that took him to 50 off 19, and he's made more runs than anyone in the BBL. And so that's performance number one. Performance number two is Bryce McGain yesterday took his 427th wicket for the Paran Cricket Club. Oh, Which wow. means he's now, he overtook um, the previous record holder. He now holds the record for most wickets for Paran Cricket Club. Jeez. And the third performance of the week is George Bailey wearing that floppy yellow hat. Yes. <laughs> mm, 
So there's their top three. Which which one do we think is their top three cricket achievement of the week? Which one's the number one? Yeah. Oh, the floppy yellow. Floppy yellow. Okay, I was going to go for Ben's I... thirty off and over off Ben Hilfenhaus, but uh, it's easy. I was going to say Bryce McGain. Spin bowling's easy. I'm going with Chris Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, we have a look now at the one day series versus India. Game one, centuries galore. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no DRS. Bailey was probably out first ball. Yeah. I'm not sure they would have reviewed it anyway. They didn't even look that. When they appealed, they didn't look yeah. that. God, I love that. Like Donny come out like at a at a press conference and goes, "Oh, you know, that's just you know, it's one of the things that happened in cricket. There's nothing you can do about it." So yes, you can, idiot. You can have DRS. <laughs> <laughs> That is what it's there for, <laughs> to stop that exact thing happening. Take the microphone. It's completely true. It's completely true what you're saying. It's yeah, ridiculous. You know what's got me stuffed is how the commentators still live in like the early... Or early 2000s, late 1990s, where they think 300's a massive score. Yeah, yeah. yes, yes. People have chased 300 more often than not. I saw now. a team last night post 220 overs. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. right. It's not like Mark Taylor still lives in the 1950s and yeah. thinks if you get 220, you're going to win a game yeah, of yeah. one day cricket. Yeah, exactly. It's like Jeff like, Marsh just... dropping anchor now. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's one a ball. It's six yeah. and over. And it's like they're not even looking at the pitch. No. Going, well, geez, that's the flattest yeah, pitch, that's right. most true bounce I've ever seen. And they're going, oh, 300 probably a pretty good score. Mm. But in that, in that first one, India were their own worst enemy. They yeah. looked like they were going to make 500. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they just stopped. They slowed down in the middle overs. Allegedly match fixing. Uh, <laughs> allegedly, 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 allegedly batting allegedly. like Wait, crap. The BCC, I don't listen to this, do they? They'll shut us down. Yeah, yeah true. They will. They listen to all cricket. They've got probably got 50 people just listening to cricket yeah, podcasts. Paying them four rupees a day. Yeah. That's what the BCC are like. Yeah, Interesting. Them. In both, both games have almost been identical. Um, yeah. Yeah. My predictions for today will be interesting. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, but uh, I turned on and Finch and Marsh were batting and they, I, I go, gee, they're going slow. Mm. And then they just like flicked a switch and decided right the next four overs are going and they hit forty nine or four overs. It looks yes. like what they're trying to do these days is turn the game into two chunks of thirty overs and then a twenty twenty game at the end. Yeah. So they yeah. have, from what I've seen in the first two one days, Australia have all these wickets in hand with twenty overs to go, yeah. and they just back themselves to chase whatever that score is yeah, after yeah. the twenty overs. Mm. They have to get one hundred and forty, hundred. Yeah, well, they've found out the last two games. They need less than run a ball for the last ten. Yeah. When they've been batting. Yeah. So yeah, they've got that. That 10 block before the last 10, they're really going hard yeah. to make it. But it's just weird, like Ross was saying, but like with power players and that, you think they would go a little bit harder at the start. At the start. Mm. Like, I think Finch would just scratch his or yeah. hell and he just needed to get himself in. Yeah, well, it worked, but I was criticising him at the start. Matt's losing inning. Yeah. You know, but he's yeah. come in. Is Finch in the big lung squad? No. Ooh. Probably should be. He's a lug. Well, what did, was it you the other day, Mick, off air, who said um, Finchie looks like a fat yellow mushroom wearing that... Oh, when he had his floppy hat on, he looked like a mushroom. Yeah, it was a short, stocky in the spam, and then like a big yellow <laughs> top on his head. Uh, Sorry, Ross. No, that's all right. Australia's bowling attack. A little bit inexperienced, as people um, keep pointing oh, out. No shit, there's was, two debutantes. Yeah, and they're using the too. word attack pretty loosely. Yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> I guess the... Um, the thing is that they're all trundlers. There's no genuine fast bowlers yeah, over 140 yeah. Ks, which is interesting because I thought Buff Lehman said that that's all he wants. Yeah. yeah. And now he's playing 
five of them who don't bowl that. Yeah. It's probably because all these blokes who can do that have all broken down. Yes, yeah. true. Or retired. Yes. I wonder if Chris Lynn can bowl 150. Yeah, probably. He's a long ball. Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering perhaps if they couldn't find a spot for a spinner in those five or five bowlers that they're playing. Uh, they're going to go with the Maxwell option that won in the World Cup, I think, for a very long time. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. funny to see Nathan Lyon not get the chance to play one-day internationals. Mm-hmm. Well, he is an off-spinner, same as um, Maxwell, so I understand that. But why not give give it to an undeserving... Like, they've given it to two fast bowlers who don't deserve a spot. Why yeah. not give one of those spots to, say, Adam Zamper or um, uh, Cameron Boyce, a leg spinner who doesn't deserve his spot? You know, is Adam Zamper enough to play international cricket, though? Like no, he's only 13. He's yeah. 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 I'm going to put it out there and say Nathan Lyons a better bat than Glenn Maxwell anyway. So <laughs> At this point in time, he's going to be the same. Uh, but he's not a 360 player though, like the Maxwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. X Factor. Yeah, X Factor Can you, David, can you explain yes. MS Dhoni's field placing when Australia needed one run to win uh-huh. at the Wacker? Yeah, I'm not too sure what that was about, uh, having a long on. Um, <laughs> unless he thought that the batter was just going to try and slog it down yeah. the ground, but. You've got to bring the fielder up at least halfway if you want to try yeah. to get in the hit. Well, you're over not the trying top. to get wickets at that stage. Yeah. You're trying to stop running. Yeah, that's right. right. Is that him showing his slogging kind of mentality that he's like, well, I try and hit a six? I think what happened. <laughs> yeah. I think what happened the ball before Ross is that someone hit one to long on. So in true MS Dodie fashion, he yeah. popped someone there straight away. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If only they pushed if... it out to deep point, he could have put a blow. Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> Good old reaction there. Uh, what about when? Um, uh, sorry, did I? What about when they interview Mahendra after the game, but they call him MS? Like, that's his name. Yeah. yeah. Just call him does, Mahendra. That's an Indian thing, like AJ and VJ and stuff. So Is it? Yeah. Well, Mark Hicks walks up and goes, uh, well, what's today, MS? Yeah. yeah. Well, Mahendra's not particularly difficult, but yeah, some of the other names are quite long, so they initials is quite common. Yeah. They pretty much always called Latin BBS. Do they? Yeah. Well, its full name are very, very special. It's a bit of a mouthful. So. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of interviewing, but I did like um, so before the last one day, they did a uh, they I think it was the halfway point. They did a lap of the oval with Mitch Johnson because it was in Perth, mm-hmm. and um and uh, and after that, Heels is interviewing him on the coverage, and they're talking away, and this just this just shows how smart our fast bowling <laughs> fast bowlers are around Australia. So Heels goes, "Do you have any regrets, Mitch?" And Mitch goes through this whole, like, five-minute thing of going, no, I've got no regrets here. You know, I get to spend time with my family. It's great. Rah, rah, Then right at the end of it goes, yeah, but it's a pretty good wicket out there today. And days like this, I kind of regret it. <laughs> <laughs> like, pardon me? <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's what we're dealing with when we think of fast bowlers in Australia. Yeah. Put um, everything into context. Oh, you put, you, put, you put his brain in a canary and it would fly back. <laughs> <laughs> Write that one down, that's another day. <laughs> yeah. It's like trying to teach a turtle algebra, you put his brain <laughs> in a canary and it would fly backwards. <laughs> just writing it down now, just putting a cursive script on pen to paper. <laughs> okay, uh, interesting, India are playing, um, they've only got five bowlers, so they're all going to bowl ten overs. None of their top six can bowl at all very well. They're very much part-time, put it that way. Yeah. Actually, I reckon their sixth bowler would actually be MS Dhoni. Yeah, he bowls a couple of leg spinners. Yeah, so yeah. maybe they just need to get the gloves onto Coley or someone and give MS about five or six overs. Coley bowled in the last game. Yeah, yeah he did. did. Yeah, he's pretty ordinary. Yeah. 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 Um, His attitude. 
Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, that's never stopped the bloke bowling before, being pretty ordinary. <laughs> Interesting to see Usman Khawaja called up to the ODI team. Yeah. Uh, he's surprised with the white ball this summer. Uh, he's had yeah. excellent Matador Cups the previous yeah. two. He didn't. He missed this one, but the previous two, um, he's been opening for Queensland. He just seems to be um, also much more comfortable and confident at international level now. Yeah. Yes. So, interesting. And with the two games being so similar, I've got some predictions for Game 3 in Melbourne. I yeah, predict India will bat first. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Suresh Raina will make a century. <laughs> India will make a score somewhere between 307 and 310 inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Australia will bat se- uh, George Bailey will wear a floppy yellow. Yeah. 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 And then in the second innings, I predict that Australia will chase down that total with between six and one ball to spare. <laughs> Inclusive. Inclusive, yeah. And yeah. also that um, uh, Australia's toothless attack will continue to be toothless. <laughs> good predictions, right? Oh, good predictions. Now, <laughs> we have thrown together here our floppy 11, players who mm. loved wearing the floppy hat. Oh, I thought you meant they were impotent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> adult, that's how adult things stick. <laughs> uh, right. and we'll, we'll get some photos of these guys with their floppies up on um, our Facebook page. But yeah. uh, opening the batting for the floppy 11, Tom Moody. Mm, Love the floppy. Opening. Big yeah, luck too, Tom Moody. He, when he play, he, did you know Tom Moody was a batsman who bowled a little bit? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he was an all-rounder. But no, 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 he was a batsman. He was a proper top-order okay. batsman. Who bowled a little bit? Imagine how good he would have been if he didn't bat with him. I just reckon what it is is that because of like how we remember him at um sorry of how we remember him at our age, he always seemed to bowl. Yeah, like and he batted like say seven or something. So that's how we remember him. I think he batted top five when he captained WA to a Shield. Yeah, Yeah. I remember him in Shield level batting high, but that happens. That happens with a lot of like you hear the stories that you know David Sake used to go back to. Um, Premier cricket yeah. open the batting yeah. and stuff like yeah. so. I just always remembering being an old bowler who batted about seven. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah. same. And yeah. so surprisingly, he played uh, a handful of Test matches and he played as an opener. Tom. Yeah, Williams. of course. Mm. Yes. So anyway, he loved a floppy. Um, Mark Taylor didn't mind a floppy. Yeah, enjoyed the oh, floppy. Loved yeah, made his three hundred and thirty-four not out at Peshawar wearing a floppy against Pakistan when he equaled the Don's highest score. And he acted like he didn't realise it was the exact same score yes. when he came off. I didn't even realise, I just declared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, plasma vision. <laughs> <laughs> and Fujitsu, straight Fujitsu. over there. Fujitsu, plasma vision. Uh, uh, the captain, coach and CEO of this yep. floppy 11 at number three, Mark Waugh. Yes. Oh, yes. Loved yes. a floppy. Loved a floppy. Uh, George Bailey at number four. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Darren Lehman. Oh, yeah, he loved the floppy. He loved the floppy. Two of his three hundreds, I think, were in a floppy in he the Sri Lanka used, region. Also, used to love wearing a um, sweater. Yes, in India. Yeah, yeah. in India, it's forty-seven degrees at a million percent I think, humidity. I'll just chuck the jumper. I think he off. used it as a sauna to try and lose a bit of fluid. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe that's why they pick an Uzi all the time now because old Usman likes Lots to wear a sweater. sweater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe next time we'll do a sweater eleven. Yes, let's oh, do that's it. a good idea. Uh, Bevo. Michael Bevan. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Love the coloured one. Yeah. Yep. And also, there was a period there where um, you couldn't get your hands, it seemed, on a floppy yellow, so he'd wear his floppy white playing one-day cricket. 
He always looked like he had like a really long brim on his. It looked mm. like he had a, it's almost yeah, a sombrero. He had the bigger style. Richie Richardson style. Yeah. I reckon maybe he just had a small pill. Yeah, small yeah, head, maybe. Neck, little yeah. pinhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably why he could run so fast. No pill weight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Less pillage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Ma comes in at number seven. Of the floppy. Yeah. I think he kept it a floppy. And short sleeves. He definitely stage. kept it in short sleeve. I think he might have put a floppy on. That might, That's a question mark. It's hard to find a keeper who wears a floppy on it. Alex Stewart yeah. was a bit of a fan of a floppy, I think. Yeah. The gloves yeah. on. Uh, king of the floppy, Shane Warne. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he'd organise all the social turns, obviously, for that side. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, a flop, hated, he's a floppy social president. Yeah. Yeah. He hated the baggy green. Loved a floppy. Yeah. And uh, we're a bit light on for bowlers. We've got Brett Lee. I love the floppy, Bradley. Yep. So if you've got uh, any other uh, players for our floppy... Oh, um, big fat Casper. He used to wear a floppy all the time. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. In India, he could go into the, as a bowler. Yes. Okay, so we've only got one spot left over for a bowler. If you've got a wicket keeper who wear a floppy, let us know. Hit us up on um, our Facebook page. Yeah, give us a call. Andy Bickle? Yes, uh, I reckon Bickle loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Bickle, I reckon the, te- the times he did play, definitely yeah. wore one. And I reckon he, he, he liked it. But he'd have to be 12th man to the floppy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't change what works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> man. I reckon yeah. I remember watching him play some one days with a big yellow floppy on, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I reckon he did, too. Brings a lot to the change room, Andy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brings yeah. a lot of flop in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> okay. We now have our special segment on forgotten cricketers. Uh-huh. This is a new one, isn't it? Yes, yeah, new segment. Now, we mentioned earlier that um, St Kilda had played a game at Harry Trot Oval at Albert Park. Yes, and yes. it turns out Harry Trott played 24 tests for, for Australia from 1888 to 1891. Uh-huh. Now, I remember watching those games, and he was a fine batsman. <laughs> <laughs> how many 2020s did he play around? No, no, they didn't have oh. him then. He's about 115 years too early for them. Just shoot yeah. down my joke, jeez. Yeah. Uh, he's a fine points fieldman, and also bowled leg spin, but his leg spin was, you know, some people thought it was good, some people thought it was bad, some people it's thought that he... He bowled... He bowled with too much flight to trouble good batsmen. Hmm. Oh, okay. So and a bit um, Steve Smith leg spin style. Yes, he used to... Uh, one of his tricks was, to, if a young batsman came to the crease, was to give him a leg side full toss first ball. Uh-huh. And he'd bat that away for four down to fine leg or, you know, deep back yeah. with square leg or somewhere. He'd then yeah. move a fielder there and yeah. the player would go to repeat the shot and be caught on the fence. Ah, oh, genius tactics. Wily old fox. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't get that good at cricket tactics without being a wily old fox, man. Yes. No, that's very Amazing. Um, he was... He captained Australia in a number of tests. He toured England um, three or four times. Yeah. His brother played for England. Right. Yes. Oh, okay. And in his career... Is that Jonathan Trott? No. Jonathan Trott claims to be a distant relative, though. Uh, Not sure how a South African-born English player could be, but anyway, you know, you never know. Um, Harry Trott was a postman. Uh, Ah, Hogstall. Brad Hogstall, yes. Yes. Did he used to trot between houses delivering that? Okay. (laughs) Yes, I got a laugh out of David. Just because it was so poor. Touch by on. Yes. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, Harry Trott suffered a mental illness in 1899, and he spent 400 days in the Kew Asylum. 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm, probably, probably On top of the hill there. Yes. He was pronounced cured after playing in a cricket match for the asylum. And he was sent by the Postmaster General's office to Bendigo to recuperate in 1900. Right. Yes, and in Bendigo, so, he became president of the Bendigo District Cricket Association, and he said uh, that all Bendigo cricketers should belong to just one club, Bendigo United. And who would they play against? Well, they would play, they'd be divided up into districts, north, south, east, and west, uh, with players tied to the district where they lived, and then they'd be organised into graded competitions, first, second, third, and under 16s. And right. he suggested that first grade play on turf and lower grades on matting until more turf could be um, established. Right. Hmm. So... I'm very gypsy. So did he play cricket after he came out of yes. the asylum? Or not? Yes, he did. He played so, so they pronounced him cured, yes. probably after he scored a double-toned quick time from the uh, asylum 11. Yes. I reckon he just had a good... Oh, he's cured, quick, get him into play for my club. He's cured now. Yeah, smash double The cure asylum nutters. He made a double-toned <laughs> there. Yes, and so then after a few years in Bendigo, he moved back to Melbourne uh-huh. and he played uh, for his original club, South Melbourne, and yep. he played to them from the age of 18 through till he was 44. He had two season stints at both Carlton and Fitzroy. Right. Okay. Yeah, he then, after he retired playing for South Melbourne, he became a Victorian selector. Ah, so he yeah. went from being in an asylum to a selector, the same pathway as John Inverarity. I'm wondering where you're going to go with that. And um, (laughs) he was so influential in Bendigo that the Bendigo United Cricket Club, which still exists and still plays on the same ground that he um, set up, um, is called the Harry Trot Oval. So there's two Harry Trot Ovals. Mm. Yeah. That's an amazing feat. Going into an asylum and out of an asylum yes. at that period of time. Yeah, back in yes. the day like And that. still yes. being treated with enough respect to be a selector of a state. Mm. Mm. Like, I would have thought he'd just be in some backwater somewhere, you know. Bendigo. They must have got Bendigo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, they must have got the shock therapy just right. <laughs> <laughs> the kerosene bar just <laughs> right. Okay. So, and one final fact about uh, Harry Trot was he is extremely fond of hats. Uh-huh. And this is a this quote. Is a fun from, fact, isn't it, Ross? Yeah. Well, a teammate yeah. described him, and this is a quote from a teammate, as quote: "The only man I have seen who, in the nude, had to have a hat on his head." <laughs> Which head? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Beautiful wig. We lost our PG right. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on now to international cricket. South Africa and England are going in the third test of four, and England have won that one. They bowled South, South Africa all out for 86, thanks to Stuart Broad. Yep. Uh, that's all over. South Af- uh, England have won the series, so that's disappointing yeah. for everyone who hates England. Yep. Um, New Zealand and Pakistan are playing in New Zealand on a 3T23 ODI micro tour of 17 days. Yep. It's, it's like... like um, it's like hipster cricket, isn't it? Like a micro brewery, <laughs> we'll go for a micro tour. We'll just go six games in two weeks and then we'll go home again. Mm. Yeah, Micronesia, a group of islands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything with micro. Yeah, yeah. Really. Um, economics. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Under-19 World Cup, Australia's not going. It's in Bangladesh. Yeah. Australian government has raised safety concerns. 
And so the Australian cricket team didn't go in October. The under-19 team aren't going in January. But in between times, the Socceroos went there. Yeah. Mm. So obviously, Australian government don't care about soccer. All right. Too many flares and people bashing people, apparently. Well, that's the thing. Like, in fairness to soccer, is they're used to playing in a war zone like that with flares and shit going off, so <laughs> they probably would have been all right. <laughs> all right. Now, um, we have only got time now for one last thing. Yep. The Tip Madsley update. Oh, yes, please. Now, yes. I heard that he didn't go to training last week because he was setting up a trampoline. Yeah, that, that is true. I can confirm that fact. Yep. Yeah. And then he didn't play on the weekend, but went and watched a few few overs and then drank free all night at a non-cricket function that was yeah, happening a... at the cricket club rooms. Yeah. That's that's, that's classic tip, Mads. That that yeah. That's got yeah. tip written all over it, doesn't it? Yeah. He yeah. did defend his body surfing world title, though, a couple of weeks prior yeah, to that, did. so he yeah. probably deserved a bit of a celebration. Yeah. Just like fun. Oh, that winning a horse race, he yep. defended that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was links ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I heard yesterday that he did actually play a game of cricket. And he, yep. took, he took two for 31 off eight. Uh, playing with the Torques. With the Torques, yeah. Right? yeah. Torques. Yeah. Two playing for 31 a, off eight, that's not bad. Yeah, they're playing a 50-over game, a one-day game, 50 overs each, massive. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, he made 21, a quick-fire 21, he reckons. Yep. <laughs> and they were still going at 7 p.m. Oh, how's oh, the overrate? Yeah. So disgusting. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I believe any of those figures because the, no. um, the talks haven't updated their my cricket. Um... Oh, what Tim, is this? Tim won't be, won't be yeah. happy about that. It's amateur error, is it? Come mm. on, he's a uh, stickler for the my cricket. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's going to get it done two minutes after the completion of the day's play. Yes, that's right. Wow, yes. Yes, yeah, so um, we'll I have expect to... him to go and play for someone else now. We can neither confirm nor deny whether those figures are true. Yeah. Yes. All right. So that's what Tip's been up to. We we're done now. This has been the Mid Off Cricket Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com/slash midoffcricketpodcast and facebook.com/slash midoffcricketpodcast, Twitter yeah. at midoffcricket, and on the inside the Crokenbush website. A very good website, I must say. Yes. We're Fantastic. also on iTunes. Our next podcast yes. will be on a fortnight on January thirty first during the Australia versus India T Twenty series. We'll wrap up the WBBL and the BBL finals. Plenty of local cricket and premier cricket. Fantastic. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Bye.